the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. That's right. Your regularly scheduled show, New Focus on Wealth, with CFP Chad Burton's being interrupted, taken over by Pirate Radio Stock Talk, Rob Black. Wow! Okay, okay. I'm with you. One of the things I like to do is talk about the future. Because the future... If you knew the future, you would invest in the future, right? You got me? Are you with me? Nearly every industry has been disrupted by digital technologies, and the future is digital technologies, or one of them for sure. Future is America's getting older. Future is America has a lot of debt. These are things that we could plan on, no doubt about it. Nearly every industry has been disrupted by digital technologies. Think about that for just a second. When we first saw Napster, and we're like, you know, I like that Bon Jovi song, uh... Uh, the cowboy one, or the living on prayer one, like that, that was a good album, but I don't want to buy it because like I bought it once and it was on CD and I got scratched and my, my little sister like scratched it. So we're like, I'll download it and I'll feel good about it. Right? A lot of people did that. So it wasn't just the record industry that got disrupted. It's been the healthcare industry with digital records. A friend of mine, uh, you know, I, I was using her laptop and there, there it was, was like access to her health records. I'm like, um, do I want to see? Was she pregnant? Does she's got, does she have the, the hem piece? Because in this day and age where women are accusing men of being sexual predators, we've changed the definition from herpes to hem piece because we believe everyone, everyone should feel awful about sexual diseases. I know you're saying you're doing a sexual revolution the I'm in movement. Oh, in. I know. I'll shut up. So crypto, cryptocurrency is going to be bigger in 2018 than ever. Google and Apple are going to challenge Amazon in the smart speaker space. 2018, we're going to see the resurgence of the VR, virtual reality market. The technology is getting better, but are you willing to wear a helmet to see a Bon Jovi concert to see the Super Bowl from the 50-yard line. Are you willing to wear a bucket on your head, essentially? Or a really big pair of Googles, goggles? I would, if I could be in the front row of a John Bon Jovi song, album, concert. I might, I might put on a big head bucket. This is the year where the self-driving car race gets accelerated. We know that. Because we already are seeing some of the technologies out there. Drone regulations will relax. We don't want drones flying into charter airplanes. We don't want drones falling from the sky and chopping our children into pieces. You know the average length of a Christmas present drone is? 
how long do you think they, they, they stay in your life? Two days. Two days. So by December 27th, they're gone. Gone in the wild. Gone in the, the ether. This is going to be another year where Amazon's dominated for the last 10 years. You're going to see that they have one competitor worldwide, and it's called Alibaba. This is a year where we're going to start saying, does Google, Facebook, Amazon, and Apple, do they have competition? Because almost 100% of the phone market's made up by Google's operating system and Apple's. Almost all the online advertising is done through Google and Facebook. There once was a day to get back home again. Pick up the phone. Call AT&T. Find out what being anti-competitive and a monopoly is all about. Let's go back to the late 80s, early 90s, and let's break up Ma Bell. Does Facebook, Google, Amazon, Apple, do they need to be broken up? Generation Z is going to become a major focal point of me and other media financial outlets as we start going. Millennials are so, so 2016, 2017. We're going to start focusing on millennials moving in to their own homes. And we're going to start saying, okay, now that they own their homes, we know X amount of money is going to go to mortgages and X amount of money is going to go to babies and X amount of money is going to go to retirement. Boring. And we're going to start shifting our millennial focus to the Generation Z focus and go, what are they doing? Are they going to uh, Lollapalooza? Are they getting cute outfits for Coachella? Oh, are they wearing any clothes at all? Like, we're going to start focusing on them and saying, what are they spending money on? Maybe we'll start thinking about the Kanye West 2020 Oprah Winfrey ticket. Will they run together? I got to drop it real quick. I'm in, I'm 60 miles from uh, my radio station. I'm in San Francisco there in Fremont. And uh, Mike is faster than you can imagine. He threw out Kanye West the moment I said it. There's no script here. There's no talking about what we're going to do. All right, all right. Payment security is going to become more and more paramount. I got the iPhone 10 because I'm kind of a big deal. One day you'll have it. I'm my plebeians, my, my citizens who serve me. But one of the cool parts about it is it's got that face ID. And then I'm at the grocery store and I, I don't have time to put a wallet in my pants because sometimes I just walk into the house without wearing pants. So I'm at the grocery store and I, I, I'm like, how do I pay for this? I didn't wear pants. I don't have my wallet with me. And uh, I pull out my phone, and ding, 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 there's Apple Pay right there, and it scans my face. And I've been growing a beard. I kind of want to look like um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's my, that's, my sh- that's my look at this point in time. I know you're saying, which one? Ewan McGregor, the good-looking one? Oh, no, 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 no. Sir Alec Guinness, the guy who wanders the desert by himself. I know, you're saying you're trying to pick up chicks by looking like Obi-Wan Kenobi? You're going to go to a Star Trek convention. Yes, yes, I'm going to go to Comic-Con. I'm going to wear the brown robe because brown robes are hip and cool. What else is going to happen in 2018? More and more smart home devices. In 2017, I got a Nest thermostat. And every month it goes, you spent 147 hours running the heat in December. You spent 47 hours running the heat in November. I'm like, I'm turning the heat down tonight to 60 degrees. And like, I'm, I'm sleeping with a sleeping bag. 
I want to be the computer from Star Trek. It makes me want to change my habits. I hate Star Trek. Ah, Star Trek. Live long and prosper. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. So I got big, big predictions for 2018. You want to hear them? Step right up. The Internet of Things reached the mainstream in 2017 with applications now evident. Oh, by the way, not only do I have a Nest thermostat, but I also have the Nest uh, Protect, which is a smoke detector slash carbon monoxide filter slash. It literally, I've been on vacation before, and it goes, your house, there's smoke in your kitchen. I'm like, oh, boy, I wonder how this is going to end. Should I give it a second or I call 911? I'm 3,000 miles away from my home, and I can call 911 because my house is on fire. And the smoke cleared, so the dog sitter just basically burnt toast. I got so much show for you today, I don't know if I could possibly pull it off. Sit back, put on your seatbelt. It's Pirate Radio with Rob Black, talking money, investing, and stock, stock, talk. With me, Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. It's now time for a check-in with our partners at Santa Clara Basketball for this week's chat with Coach Sindek. Here's the voice of the Broncos, Anthony Passarelli with Coach. Here with Santa Clara men's basketball coach Herb Sendek for our weekly chat with Herb segment brought to you by Heffernan Insurance Brokers. Heffernan, proud partner of Santa Clara Athletics. And Coach, Broncos are 3-3 three and three in conference play. A uh, couple of losses last weekend to two very good teams in St. Mary's and BYU. Uh, what things will you focus on in practice this week in order to get ready for this uh, another tough weekend well we do we have a great stretch coming up uh about standing opponents that's that's most certainly going to require us to be at a high level at our very best um this week we're obviously locked in on preparing for usf they run the proverbial princeton offense it's a pretty advanced scheme that requires great preparation and concentration to defend so we'll most certainly do that and at the same time we'll try to um polish our offense, you know, continue to improve our ability to make reads and good decisions. Um, but as always, we're trying to advance on a broad-based front, getting better in every area if we can. I know we talk about last week's games and upcoming games, but during the course of the season, you and your staff do much more than just uh, be on the sideline for games and practices and, and taking the guys trying to improve on the court. Recruiting is a, is a big component of that. Uh, how do you manage, and you and the staff manage to get recruiting, uh, because obviously that's key to the future of a, of a program? Well, you're not, you're not able to get out as much as you'd like, ideally, um, during the season unless you have a location that's favorable for that. Um, but you try to do it the best you can. If a certain coach on the staff isn't responsible for that week's scout, he may have more latitude to get out. A day like Monday, Martin Luther King Day, there were a number of events, so games took place during the day, so we were able to get out and see some um, events on Martin Luther King Day. You mentioned the events, and over the years, the last 20, 30 years, obviously, more events, more showcases to see kids play. How has recruiting changed from when you played? Uh, you're, you're kind of grinning because yeah. it's changed a lot. It's changed dramatically, and it continues to evolve. It'll be interesting to see what the next wave of changes will be in light of um, you know, some of the scandal that was unveiled uh, back in the fall. 
And then in, in particular, do you notice a change in the types of kids or how the kids respond, how their parents respond to the recruiting process and, and to some of those visits and conversations? Absolutely. I mean, there's there's been uh, some generational change in recruiting like there has been in other aspects of our society. Um, and, and so things are always evolving and you have to adapt, you have to adjust and, um, you know, have a, a plan that is you know, congruent with the rules, the evolution of society. But, yeah, I mean, it would be uh, quite a lengthy conversation to go into all the ways um, that recruiting has changed. Certainly the structure of the rules, you know, has mandated a lot of those changes. Right. Uh, one conversation I had with Yosef Vrankic, Bronco freshman forward, was uh, what led to his decision, Part helped him to make his decision to come to Santa Clara. He said it was the fact that Santa Clara was at places that other uh, schools that were recruiting him weren't, whether it was at a tournament in South America with the Canadian uh, uh, junior team, junior national team, and Jason Ludwig was there. He mentioned you being one of the first people, one of the first faces he saw at an event early one morning. Uh, I don't know where the event was, but that's always going to stay the same. Yeah, and it's competitive. It's not like we're the only ones doing that. You know, recruiting now is global for many schools. Um, Guys work really hard at it. There's very few secrets. Um, and so it's it's a competitive landscape. All right. Well, the Broncos take on USF tomorrow, Thursday, on the Hilltop, and then are back home for Gonzaga on Saturday. As always, Coach, thanks for your time. Thanks, Ant. All right. Be sure and catch the Broncos' West Coast Conference play this season right here on AM 1220, KDOW, the home of Santa Clara basketball. I trying to explain to my son the other day about commercials and marketing he wants to play professional soccer when he grows up and he's like how much do they make and i'm like Messi probably makes 75 50 million playing soccer and probably 50 million 100 million in advertising endorsements and he's like what's what's that and i was like i was trying to explain what commercials are <laughs> and he doesn't get the concept i'm like well if Messi drinks diet coke the Coca-Cola company will pay him money because if you want to grow up to be like Messi, you'll think you have to drink Coke or uh, who's the Taylor Swift, for instance. The fact that she takes money from soda companies uh, makes me crazy. What should be what should be a career of being a role model because you've been so gifted with a voice and so gifted with best-selling albums. Still got to make a little bit more money. Still got to make a little bit more money. How about this big find? One of the largest diamonds in world history has been mined in the South African kingdom of Lesotho. I couldn't tell you where that is. The gem is equivalent to 182 grams and roughly the size of two golf balls. It was recovered in Lesotho's historical productive Lessing mine. United Kingdom-based gem diamonds said Monday the stone is believed to be the fifth largest diamond ever recovered in the world. And uh, I'm a big fan of cubic zirconium. So I don't think diamonds are all that in a bucket of chicken. I think they're very pretty. But I think cubic zirconiums are very pretty. So somehow I think wearing like shark's tooth that fell out through dentistry and not through killing the animal. I think that could be kind of cool. Um... One gem with 357 carat 
Uh, sold for $19.3 million. Ooh. Ooh. It, I know, right? Uh, the gem has little to no nitrogen atoms and is amongst the highest quality and expensive stones in the world. It's a color D. And I, I argue that most people can't tell the difference in diamonds. I think cuts, maybe. Oh, so we got that going on right now. Bitcoin's plunging. Do you own Bitcoin? Little Mario monies? Little baby Mario monies? Um, doo -doo. Uh, doo -doo. That's funny. Do I have a little AD? Am I on the spectrum? Because, like, when these sound effects start, I can't almost stop. It's tough for me. Google plans to build three underwater cables to expand its cloud business. Now, I say that because one's going to go from Chile to Los Angeles. One's going to go from the U.S. to Denmark and Ireland. And the third from Hong Kong to Guam. Now, I say this because are they too big? Can they really have competition when you can put a cable underwater and have the technology and the money and the audacity to do that? Amazon's up 10 straight days, hitting a record, obviously. Microsoft's, whew, they're rocking. I'm going to give you some tech stocks when we come back. How about that for a promise? I pledge if you listen, I will educate you and drag you to retirement. Kicking and screaming, maybe? Yes. But with love and adoration. Because I love you. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. This is Taylor Swift, right? <clears throat> and you go back to her career and she started out country singer with a little twang. Her dad was, I think, an investment banker or something like this. Trust me, I'm not a music bio kind of guy behind the music. But I think he moved from New Jersey, Philadelphia area, somewhere in that area, to Nashville to like help her career when she was 12, 13, 14 years old. Would you do that for your kid? I guess if you had a crystal ball and you knew she was going to turn into Taylor Swift, you would. Otherwise, you might say something like this. Well, I'm not going to say I'm not going to give you bad parenting advice. 2018, the year of more technology. I'm talking about it here right now with you. Low-powered wide area networks is where we last left off. These are devices that consume very little power and transmit data infrequently. Think of it as the, what is it, the thing that's on your keychain that when it gets lost, it goes doo doo doo. Like maybe once or twice a day it, it transmits data. So it's not even that. But it's something they can get in touch with big telcos like AT&T and Verizon. Um, there's a ton of startups trying to command market share right at this point in time. Sigfox, which is a French low-power wide-area network carrier, has raised $277 million. Um, and there's IPOs coming. It's going to be a new type of technology that you're going to kind of start to get. Simtech is out there. S-E-M-T tech. They've raised $28 million, but they haven't raised money in a while. So low-power, wide-area networks, more and more communication of devices. It's the Internet of Things. 
We're going to see Western governments hold hearings to explore Internet of Things regulations. I recently heard someone talk about self-driving cars. Some people are starting to test them out. They're starting to roll out in, in Phoenix. They're starting to roll out in Vegas. Things like that, uh, where people are starting to get their, their feet wet, so to speak. And they love it. Now, what happens, though, if someone hacks your car that's self-driving and sends it into a crosswalk filled with nuns? Or a crosswalk filled with babies? For some reason, there's a million baby march in Washington, D.C., and someone hacks your smart car and the self-driving car and sends it into the, the march. So there's going to be governments that say, we need to regulate these things. Whether it's your Teddy Ruxpin toy, which was creepy as all heck back in the 1990s, um, to now you got baby monitors that are wireless. And do you want your creepy neighbor watching your baby? Um, do you want your creepy neighbor, you know, turning your heat up, turning your heat down? Do you want them cracking the, the thermostats and the appliances and the children's toys and all the cameras that we have out there? An unfortunate byproduct right now of all this Internet of Things technology and devices is most of them are unsecured and potentially vulnerable to hacking. So regulators and lawmakers are going to get involved in this. It'll probably start in an EU state like Germany or France because that's what they do. We do not, we do not take security lightly. I'll Get in the helicopter. I'll be back. Um, so it'll be so, Germany or France that basically says, we need these devices secure. And there'll be consumer fears. There'll be privacy and piracy. Arr, I'm a pirate. So those are big areas to like really digest of what we're going to see in 2018. In 2017, consumers spent more time and advertisers spent more money on digital media than ever before. And there's a piece in the New York Times recently about Google and Facebook and how they're clear winners in media. And if you don't think Google and Facebook are media companies, like you think NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox, if you don't think Google and Facebook are media companies, there's something terribly, terribly wrong with you. This is Station KRGR signing off. Oh, no. That stands for Freddy Krueger. Don't fall asleep. Do you remember falling asleep when you were a kid? Like at 1 o'clock after Letterman would go off and they'd play the Star Spangled Banner. And then they'd like go to a blank screen. We signed off in the middle of the night instead of running infomercials for the, throughout the night. So digital media companies are going to try to diversify their revenue stream. You're going to see more subscriptions. Subscriptions will make you broke. You really should get a handle on your subscription because a lot of people go, I'll sign up for $9.99 and get the, the New York Times. That's nothing. And then they sign up for something else. And then they sign up for a music service. And they sign up for something else. So subscriptions will make you broke. E-commerce and brand licensing, that's going to be big in Google, Facebook, and Amazon World. Amazon's already basically become a search engine on product. I like water picks um, to take care of my flossing issues. Who likes pulling string and rubbing it in your teeth and putting the right pressure? And much rather have a water pick because I can shower with it as well sometimes. If I don't want to get in the shower, I just walk, turn the water pick on my head and lather up. That's right, Jack.
So to get a water pick now, I go to Amazon, I type in water pick, and I look for the one that's sold over 10,000 and has the highest ratings. That's my search engine now, right? Going Google is so, so 2014. So video is going to be a big focus for Google, Facebook, big focus. Now, Google's got some YouTube action and some other things already going, right? They're not just Google. They're not just a search engine. So video is a big thing for advertisers and brand and publishers. And consumers benefit from the higher investments in high-quality content, which, you know, Facebook wants you to be watching real production. They don't want you to be watching your cousin Vinny talk about how much he hates Trump or something like that, how much he loves Trump. Trump versus Trump. I don't know. Um, They want high-quality content because in the end, you know, you'll watch the Vine videos on Amazon, on YouTube, and you'll go, oh, that's funny. And you'll grow tired of it. At some point in time, you're like, I need high-quality content. Advertisers will start placing more emphasis on reaching Generation Z. Generation, uh, uh, the millennials was Generation Y, and they somehow got the millennial angle because of when they were born. Uh, but Generation Z is is like the new thing. So as they start entering the workforce and gaining immense spending power, um, I've had numerous discussions in 2017 leading into 2018 about do I want to come out with a product that is more geared for millennials versus what I currently do? I started the show like saying, screw you, baby boomers. I'm going to do a, a financial show on Generation X approach to money. It's not going to be marble marble stairs or towers or columns. It's not going to be, uh, you know, my initials on my shirt. You know, oh, look, I, I, I forgot who I am. Oh, look at your wrist. There they are. No, it's not going to be that. It's going to be an honest look at how to save money. And digital media companies are now starting to focus on Generation Z. So they're, they don't even care about me anymore. They're like, oh, he's in saving mode. Oh, he's in the last 10, 15 years of his work mode. We can't get to him. He's putting all his money towards retirement. So all the people who are advertising to me are financial institutions of promising me a golden life in retirement. Mobile video is hitting a tipping point right now. Users have become more receptive to leaning back and watching their phone. A lot of new revenue models are being tested. Mobile video is becoming a premium. It's becoming a nice product. There is a game called HQ Trivia that debuted in 2017, but really got traction in 2018, where they give away $2,000 in a trivia game. And they get 1.2, 1.3, 1.4 million people at a time who have to answer 12 questions. And in the end, there's only 200 people who can. So you win $10. You don't even win $2,000. You win $10. But the premium high-end feel of HQ Trivia, the humor that's put into it, they pay stand-up comics money to basically ad-lib on the fly you know, responses to the questions. Uh, a gastropod is... And then they'll go, oh, 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 I once dated a gastropod. Uh, and you're like, ooh, that's high premium stuff. That's not, that's not just text. So mobile video is becoming much, much, much more of a premium program. High-end short-form series. Millennials and Generation Z don't have time. You get their attention for 10 to 12 minutes. Everyone's autistic and everyone has ADD. That's my theory in media. So you have to like hit them, punch them in the gut, hit them in the hind and run. Like that's what you have to do. That's what you have to do. So becoming digital and efforts to go more digital, you have to focus on the audience. And it's short form video. 
Social video will become more like TV. Snapchat will continue developing its Snap Shows format, tapping into partnerships with television incumbents like Time Warner, NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox. And they're trying to say, you know, we, we want the higher end. We want the scripted content. Facebook's going to continue to refine its, its ways to get you to watch things, but they're targeting an older, more global demographic than Snapchat. Google's going to keep the course of developing professional original video for its YouTube channel. Amazon's going to keep doing what they're doing with video and Prime. And Netflix is going to keep doing what they're doing. So they're all trying to figure out that slice of the revenue that they want to get from, or what they want to draw from. Anyhow, I'm talking 2018 technology and much, much more. Stick with me. I got more to come. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Stock talk. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So I'm talking a lot about digital media in 2018 and technology. Generation Z is going to take over as the demographic to pay attention to. Um, it's people born between 1996 and 2011. They represent 40% of the U.S. consumers by 2020. Wall Street is a future discounting mechanism. So it's basically looking six months in the future. And you start looking at the calendar, 2018, you're like, whoa, we're not that far away from Generation Z representing 40% of the U.S. consumers. When you're the dominant group, people pay attention to you because you go to where the money flows. Digital publishers are going to look to diversify revenue beyond advertising. Um, so digital publishers are going to look for new revenue streams, combination of subscriptions and brand licensing and merchandising and e-commerce partnerships. I saw in 2017, Live Nation and Ticketmaster made a deal that basically uh, they're, they're, not only can you buy your concert ticket, but you can buy the concert swag. You can buy the shirt from these guys. So if you want the Madonna Like a Virgin Tour shirt, you, have, you don't have to, but you can pre-order it so you can actually show up to the show with it. They don't want to just make money like the way they used to of service fees and maybe a cut of the ticket. Now they also want to sell you some of the, the goods. In Europe, and um, uh, where do I go with this? Amazon is already selling tickets to concerts. Do you think that's going to continue or do you think that's going to stop? No, everyone's looking for new revenue streams. Artificial intelligence is a buzzword. Bzzz. And it's played a bigger role in advertising. More brands and marketers are using artificial intelligence to improve the targeting and efficiency of their ads. I don't like that. <clears throat> Sometimes my phone creeps me out. Sometimes websites creep me out. If I happen to go skiing two weeks ago, why all of a sudden am I getting skis 50% off sales on my webpages, ads delivered to me? But highly personalized brand messages and content... Um, ways of measuring campaign analytics. It gives big instant insights on performance. I like to give speeches on how to save money for retirement. And in the past, I've just looked at the density of population. So in the Bay Area, we've got counties like Marin, where there's a lot of trees. There's not a lot of high-rises. There's not a lot of businesses. I don't do seminars there because there's not enough people. to. I want to draw 100 people per crowd. So I, I, I look at the East Bay, I'm like, same thing. Um, there are a lot of younger people who necessarily don't have money, <clears throat> so they, nor do they want to save money. So I look basically from like San Mateo to San Jose as my, my you know, data. That's not very smart of me. That's just, you know, population census. Now it's worked, but you get the idea. 
Amazon's going to be a big story in 2018 as they're upgrading their advertising tools. And it's inching closer to becoming a third dominant advertising force, breaking up the duopoly. Um, Amazon wants, you know, a lot of self-serve capabilities that when you come, you can advertise with them. So the old advertising companies like WPP, Omnicom, and Publicis, they're going to collect, you know, easily 800 plus million to advertise on Amazon over the next several years. Because Google and Facebook, they dominate the digital ads. And Amazon's like, well, we could do that too. So they're building tools, Amazon, at the current point in time, so that ad buyers at WPP, Omnicom, and Publicis can, like, you know, self-serve themselves. Um, Amazon's ad business is a long way off from Google's and Facebook. Amazon generated ad revenue in 2017 in low single-digit billions. Low single-digit billions. That's minuscule. When you look at Google, $61 billion and Facebook, $27 billion. And that was only through like half, three-quarters of 2017. Amazon wants a piece of that pie. My favorite pie chart is how much pie do I eat? I'm a big pie chart fan. Get in my belly! That's right. Get in my belly. Apps and platforms are another topic of 2018. And again, you're seeing app store ecosystems trying to get more robust and reliable revenue streams, and they're shifting to higher quality content. You know, it's cute that, you know, you can have 40,000 apps, but if only 30 or 40 of them are generating, you know, big revenue, let's focus on that. And let's get them to generate bigger revenue. Smartphones are going to continue to become less of a central hub in developed markets as we're starting to see connected speakers and virtual reality and augmented reality headsets um, continue to chip away at the dominance on digital platforms. So the phone app store will play into the virtual reality app store and the augmented reality app store and the connected speaker. Right now on your connected speaker, Amazon Alexa, for instance, you could say, hey, let's play Jeopardy. And someone's come up with an app for it. And at some point in time, to get like the real Alex Trebek, who let's hope he doesn't have a stroke, because then he's going to sound like, the answer is. And like you don't want that. But you would pay for the real Alex Trebek to play Jeopardy in your house, right? I'll take the rapists for 200 <laughs> That's therapist. So Amazon's dominant in the voice assistant market with the Alexa-enabled speaker and services. And if you go look at what Alexa can and can't do, they've said it's an open system. If anyone wants to develop anything for it, you can, you can do that. So Google Home and Apple's HomePod are going to say, we don't want you to run away with this category. We want to piece that action, too. Um, Apple has made a bit of a mistake with the App Store in the past few years by letting too many apps on it. Google lets way too many apps on it, and sometimes they've got like Chinese viruses that spy on what you're doing, steal your credit cards. Apple's tried to stay away from that, but they're still at this point in time, it's a little too wild, wild west, whereas Google's got the wild, 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 wild west in their Play Store. Yeah, I'm Rob Black, Stock Talk, looking at the future, talking investing, talking ideas. Stick with me. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Hey, Rob Black and your money listener. Did you know there was a super secret Rob Black stock talk show that played earlier this morning? Roll that beautiful Rob Black stock talk footage. I believe... 
2018 is going to see the year of the first company worth $1 trillion. No way. I think this is going to be an interesting year. I think it looks like oil moves higher. It looks like interest rates move slightly higher. I think there will be a push and a rush to push real estate higher because some of the new tax laws favor owning real estate as an investment. I know you're saying, sweet, I own real estate. Or you're going, oh, no, I don't own any real estate. I'm never going to own real estate now. I was waiting for that pullback. Elsewhere in the world of 2018 and what we can expect. I'm trying to give you kind of my, my outlook, my big predictions, my thoughts on 2018. The Internet of Things, like I was telling you when we last left off, I have a Nest thermostat. I've got a Nest uh, smoke detector. The smoke detector is 130 bucks, and it's expensive because the smoke detector is 10 bucks. So that's not inf- that's not deflationary. That's inflationary. I'm spending more on smoke detectors, but I'm also feeling more connected. And for some reason, that's important, i.e. it's been well marketed to me. We've witnessed the proliferation of smart speakers, smart devices, a lot of do-it-yourself security systems. These are called tied towards the Internet of Things, where we're, we're wiring into our wireless network, or we're dialing into our wireless networks, products that we don't have to. But we are. Google and others are going to follow Amazon and you know, really push the smart speaker. I know Google owns Nest, and Nest owns that thermostat company that I was talking about. Um, and during the holiday period, if you bought either a thermostat or a smoke detector, they gave you a really cheap $35 Amazon device to kind of compete with Amazon's Echo. And I plugged it in, and it's, you know, Google's all about search. Amazon's all about shopping. And Siri and Apple are all about music and and videos, in my opinion. And Google's a little bit, but you get the idea. The smart speaker, smart speaker, speaker's not a word. Speaker's a word. Use English, Rob. The smart speaker market and Apple's Air HomePod will be introduced this year. Are we excited for it? They've been seen out in the wild. In 2018, Google, the e-commerce giant's chief competitor in the U.S. smart speaker market, is going to launch its own screen-equipped smart speaker. Smart speaker. Smart speaker. So Google's going to come out with a video screen, just like Amazon has a video screen that you can talk to. And there's a commercial out that's like, oh, I'm trapped in the garage. Oh, I got to call my wife. She's back in the bedroom. People shouldn't get trapped in the garage, and if they do, they should die from the weather, in my opinion. Uh, that just should be kind of a law of nature. <laughs> but smart speakers and smart video screens uh, are going to come out. So you should go Google YouTube an AT&T commercial from the 1980s that has Tom Selleck in it, where AT&T was predicting the future. And it's pretty fantastic, because now that we're talking about Amazon, Facebook, Google... Um, and Apple, and are they monopolies or not? AT&T was in Monopoly, and they're like, Tom Selleck, and I'll do my best Tom Selleck voice. One day you'll be on the beach and be able to pick up your phone from your granddaughter. Like, we didn't have wireless phones back in the 80s. Whoa! No way! And AT&T knew that was coming. 
and they got broken up. Nee, 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 nee. Um, <clears throat> you're going to see companies like Samsung, Facebook, and Baidu. They're all going to come out with smart speakers and smart television screens or screens, video screens that we can call each other on. But Apple's going to be a, a winner. We know that. Google and Amazon, are they going to win over the long term? One of them will. Because there's always going to be an Apple crowd and a we like the other product crowd. So, so, anyway, um, the iPad, the Apple TV, uh, they're screens. And, like, the FaceTime technology, not the FaceTime, but the face unlocking security, that's going to be built into iPads in 2018. It's going to be built into computers in 2018. That's what Apple does. They standardize. In 2018, more than 50 million new smart home devices will ship in the United States alone. That's because these devices are often overpriced. Tech companies really want to get them out as fast as they can. Um, it creates a fragmented ecosystem that they're trying to win a piece of over a long term. And you're like, well, I've already got my thermostat, so I'm just going to stay with this brand. Or I already got my speaker, I'm going to stay with this brand. I already got my television, so I'm going to stay with this brand. So right now there's a big push to get you to buy Internet of Things connected devices. Amazon and Google make it simple for users to incorporate devices like smart light bulbs. I have not bought into the smart light bulb push. I know people who have, and they say it is a game changer. I have not bought into the connected door lock. I still like the old-fashioned key. Call me crazy. Call me maybe. But will I buy into the, the connected door lock? Hell yeah, I will. I know it. You know it. I'm a, I'm a sucker for these things. You had me at hello. Or you had me at okay, Google. Um... So Google, Apple, Amazon, Samsung, they know once they get into the world of your home, it's tough to pull it out. Do you think we're going to go from a wireless speaker to, oh, I'm going to go get the wires, and I'm going to run this positive cable into that, and I'm going to put the negative cable here, and uh, let me send it back to my, my subwoofer and back to my amp, and it's never going to happen. We get into routines, and routines make these companies billions of dollars. Smart speakers. The market's going to stratify based on local languages. That's kind of an interesting thought. Amazon sold over 10 million Echo devices. Google, Microsoft, Sonos, and others have sold millions more. Amazon and Google in particular are looking to leverage their success in the U.S. to grab a share of the large, digitally savvy markets like China and Western Europe. So you don't even stop to think about that. But like in 2017, Google came out with uh, AirPods, the Bluetooth pods that you could put in your ear. And it can translate languages on the fly. It does a good job. Not a great job. So don't forget with Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Google, uh, Sonos, and Apple all trying to get part of the U.S. market. In China and Western Europe, there's different companies. There's companies like T-Mall and Alibaba. Um, Alibaba's got a device called the T-Mall Genie, a smart speaker powered by a Mandarin voice assistant available in its home market. They're building them into grocery stores. They're building them into retail stores. Smart speakers are more than just your home. And some countries are developing uh, domestic players of their own to compete ultimately in the international market with the Amazon, Googles, and Apples. You're going to see a low-power wide-area network. Low-power wide-area network. What the heck does that mean? We're going to talk about that. After two to three minutes of commercial time, you can find me online at Roblox Shoe. 
Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Talked in 2018 and more. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.